doing stuff. And we're blown away at what all he is doing. So uh, I'm excited about this this uh, come out of nowhere. And uh, that's, that's what he's been doing. <laughs> Just putting stuff together. So it is exciting. So remember that um, Saturday at 2 o'clock. Uh, come and be blessed. And man, I know you will be. But anyway, we're going to uh, go right into our uh, study tonight. Um, we've been talking for the last few months off and on. It's been a while since we've, we, we've covered this. So I'll just kind of cover real quick um, back where we were. If you uh, were here last time, we've been talking about faith. And it being uh, the kingdom culture principle number two. And we uh, talked about um the um, Abel last time and Enoch a little bit, but um, just just going, just kind of remembering where we left off, and I think that was with Enoch um, in the King James Version, verse number 5 of Hebrews chapter 11 is where we are. That is the faith chapter, and uh, we, kind of, we kind of left off talking a little bit about Enoch, and it says, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death was not found because God had translated him. And before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. It's wonderful to have a testimony like that, isn't it? Amen, Amen that you please God. Let's move on to the Passion Translation. I love this translation. Faith lifted Enoch from this life, and he was taken up into heaven. Amen. He never had to experience death. He just disappeared from this world because, because God promoted him. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. Yes, amen. Wow, that's wonderful, isn't it? Amen. I mean, I mean, God just used uh, Enoch's life for his pleasure. Wouldn't you like to have that kind of deal with God? Just God, and God want to have fun to come hang out with Enoch. That's pretty good, isn't it? So every time God wanted to have some fun, He comes down and hunts Enoch. There you go. And so that would be a wonderful, a wonderful testimony to for heaven to say, "Oh, God's having fun today. He's going to see Enoch." So. <laughs> So anyway, we know the story of Enoch. His life had pleased God so much that God one day said to Enoch, I can't leave you here anymore. I want you continually in my presence. I just don't want just one pleasure with you. I want you to spend eternity. Yes, amen. I want you to spend eternity with me having fun. And so this is not random though. If you can, you cannot please God without peace. He lived Put a, he lived out of a culture of faith so much, and God doesn't like death. We know that He sent His Son so He could relieve the death penalty, Amen. right? He said He wouldn't will it that any should perish, but to all should come to repentance. Amen. He said, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish or die, but have everlasting life." That was His dream from the beginning: is that we live and live and live. That's why He made man, put him in a garden, protecting them. Amen. Right? So they just keep on living. Put the tree of life there for them to just continually eat there. But then 
then we, we have that we know that death came from a punishment of man's fall. But Enoch steps into a place of faith so much that he avoids the penalty of death. Is that good? Amen. He just totally bypasses death. That's awesome. And goes straight to heaven. Amen. And doesn't even have to pass by death. That's how that's called faith, right? Yeah, so it was it was not just that God just said randomly, God, uh, guys, everybody's going to love this miracle. I'm taking you up. I'm taking you up. I'm, uh, everybody's gonna love this. They're gonna start looking for you and they're gonna find you. No, it's not like that. It's just it, it was that he walked in so much faith that he didn't have any walls of unbelief stopping Ooh, him from entering into that's God's good. That's good. There was no walls of unbelief. That Come said, on. okay, Enoch, this is as far as you can go. Come on. Right? Come on, that's good. Enoch yeah. lived in a place of faith that he had no walls. Yeah, wow. Amen. How many like to live that close yes, to in amen. faith? That you just walk through stuff. Amen. Right? Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. Enoch's laying on his couch <laughs> and he starts having visions. Wow. That's how close to the faith he was. Read the book of Enoch. You got doubts about it? <laughs> Enoch was such a man of faith that he, I mean, he gets involved in heavenly places continually. He's not just there every so often. He gets there every day. He's just walking with God, just walking with God. So that's what it says. He walked with God and he was not for God took him. So he did not have those walls of unbelief that allowed the blessings of God. He, he, he allowed the blessings of God in his life. At one point, he's just taken away. He just gets caught up in the blessings. He never had to experience that. Faith opens up the supernatural and begins to break rules in our life. Yes, amen. You understand what faith can break every rule? Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know if we got that or not. Yes. It breaks rules of doubt. Yes. Amen. It breaks rules of fear. It, it, it breaks rules that are supposed to be keeping us bound in our boundaries and yeah. our categories. Yeah. And we got this category over here. We got this yeah. category over here. Well, God can do this, but he can't do this. Uh -huh. Or God can do that, but he can't do that. But Enoch just breaks all the walls down, and he knows God so much that he just has fun with him. Yes, amen. Has pleasure with him. Amen. So that's, that's good news, right? Let's move on to verse 11 and uh, chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, y'all got this? Without faith. Everybody say without faith. Without faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Wow, come on, Y'all did y'all get that? Come on, brother. Without faith. It is impossible for him impossible. to please him. Impossible. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Yes, amen. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yes, now that's the King James Version. Let's move to the Passion Translation. <laughs> and without faith with living within us, it would be impossible to please God. Yes. For we come to God in faith knowing that he is real 
and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength in the seeking him. That's good. Like that? Faith creates a connection with God and opens the door for God to invade your life. How many like to just have God just invade you? I mean just step in and take you over. You know what? It's not going to happen unless we have faith to believe that he will. Come on. Come on. Because we got these little rooms that we want to keep closed down because we like our stuff. Yeah, we do. Come on. How many, how many's got kids that uh, you, they're they're cool with you until you start bringing the trash bag out, <laughs> and you start? I'm like that with God. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute, God. I don't want. I don't want to. How many's watch hoarders? <laughs> I might need that later. It might be a can. Come on now. It might be a milk cup cap. Milk cup cap. I might need. Come, Come on, on, brother. I'm just about that way in the spiritual. Come on, that's every time God keeps reaching for something. Oh, God, I don't want you. Come on, I might need yeah. that. But you understand, without faith, you've got to believe that God knows best. Yes, Amen. So when He brings the trash bag out, there's a reason. He knows you're not going to need it anymore because yeah. He's about to replace it with something better. But we can't see the better. Come on. Yeah. That's right. All we see is he's doing away with my stuff. Yes, amen. He's taking my stuff. Take oh, it. really? Taking my But he, you don't understand. He's getting ready to go shopping. Yes. And he's going to fill you up yes. with better than you've yes. ever accumulated in your life. Amen. That's good. So without faith living in us, it would be impossible to please God. Yes. So this is why it is impossible to please God because it is faith that allows us to have a relationship with God. Yeah. Because he is the invisible God. Yeah. That's right. Come on. I mean, laughed at because you had a friend named Herman when you were a kid. <laughs> and it was invisible, Herman. <laughs> or whatever the name was. Well, people still laugh at me for having a But I talk to him all the time. And I might seem a little nuts sometimes. And I might seem a little fruitcake when I'm out there mowing and I'm talking to my friend. That's all right. But I know he hears me. Yes, amen. And I got faith to believe he can change the circumstance. He can. Come on. Come on. How many believe he still speaks? Yes, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. So he is invisible God. He makes himself real, but at the same time, there is so much of him that you have to receive by faith. And this scares us. When we start coming to a place in God that we have to start receiving what he's given us through faith. Oh, now God, mm, show me. I all of a sudden become from Missouri. <laughs> I want him to show me. Show me. Show me, God. Show me. Show me what you're saying. Yes, come on. How many times do you say, oh, show me, God. Show and he says, My word already showed you. What you asking for something I've already given you. I've gave you a word for that. 
I've gave you a book for that. And so, and so sometimes it is in, but, but that's, that, it is by faith that we receive him and his goodness that we believe he, he is who he says he is. It is in that place that we create a space for our relationship to grow. It is in that place that he loves to invade your life. He wants to break in through your life to do that. So you can't please him without it because what he wants is a connection with you. He wants to connect with you. He wants to be there for you. But you can't receive everything he's got unless you just give yourself into it and say, without faith, it is impossible because you've got to let go and let him be the most important thing in your life. We like to be. We like to the things we see to be the most important. Yeah, right. I can I can touch and I can feel it and I can see it, so I know it's close. Yeah. But he wants to be all of that. Yeah. Mm. So so when we when we come into that place without faith, it's impossible. All right, let's move on. So faith creates a connection with God, opens up a door for God to invade your life. All right, let's move to Noah. By faith, Noah, being warned of God. Of things not seen as yet, he never seen it, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Amen. How many knows we got righteousness by faith? Amen. You didn't get it because you were good. You didn't get it because you were raised in a good family. About because you came from good stock. Come on. You got it because of your faith. Yeah. Abraham got it by faith. Amen. Abraham was of the Earl of Chaldees. He wasn't didn't know anything about God's people. He didn't know anything, but God reached. And you understand where Ur of the Chaldees is, is right in the middle of Babylon, right in the middle of Iraq. Yes. And you understand that place in that day was called the Gate of Hell. Ain't it just like God to reach in the gate of hell and pull out a saint? <laughs> pull out somebody that is taken out of the gate of hell and call him the righteousness of God. Yeah. Isn't it all? That's good, bro. That's grace, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and you just like that took you out of the mess you was in yes, he did. and made you the righteousness. Yes, amen. Somebody ought to get that and shout a minute. Come on. Woo! <laughs> you got it. <laughs> let's look at the next. Uh, uh, let's look at that in the. Yeah, I don't think. I'm not sure where that's at. But anyway, let's let's go to let's go to the. Uh, I thought I had the other one in there, the the Passion Translation, but we're gonna look at it real quick. Faith opened Noah's heart. This is the Passion Translation of that seventh verse. Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warnings from God about what was coming, even things that had never been seen. But he stepped out in reverent obedience to God and built an ark that would save him and his family. By faith, the world was condemned. But Noah received God's gift of righteousness that only comes from believing. 
So how do you get righteousness? By believing. Faith. By taking God at his word. Why are you arguing with God about who you used to be when God says, I don't remember that. I know who you are now. I know who you've been, who you are now. I don't remember what you used to be because I chose to forget. You understand God is the only one that can choose to forget stuff? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? That's right. Amen, brother. Christians don't ever forget something. No, they don't. Because we're not divine. Come on. But God's got this little thing in him that's called divinity, and he can say, I don't want to remember that anymore, so I'm not. Amen. Amen, brother. He said, your sins will be remembered against you no more. More even forever. Cast in the sea as far as the east is from the west. You can't get from the east to the west. No. <laughs> You'll keep going and going and going. That's right. And that's how far he casts you. Come on. Isn't he a good God? Good God. Somebody ought to praise him right now for just being a good God. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Only comes from believing. Only comes by. So if you think the story, think about the story of Noah, it is absolutely insane. All of us have heard about Noah's ark from children. I, I think they, every story in the Bible that has animals, they thought that was a good idea to use it in the children's church, so they did. You know, so we all remember Noah's ark because there was cool animals with it. All, uh, so, so, but when you think about it, it's absolutely crazy in a time that had never rained before. God was watering the earth from under the earth, not Come from on. on top of the earth. Come on. And so in the middle of nowhere, there is no water around, but he hears the word of God and follows it and builds a huge, not just a boat, but a shipyard ship. And, and, and he built not just a small one, but a huge one. Something that has never been built before. He, when, he, when he tells them to build this, now we know what, what it kind of looks like now, but Noah didn't have a clue. He's like, God, I've never seen anything that big. He didn't have a clue what it would look like. He had to birth it out of faith. Amen. He, he, had, to, he had to visualize. What God was. Come on. So God Amen. Sometimes God gives you a vision. Yeah. Nobody's seen before. Uh-huh. And it's like, and it's like, God, I don't see that. No, he's, he's seeing it. But when you ask for his eyes. Yes. So he had to birth it out of faith and creativity to create this. That's crazy, right? That's that's just out there. But I mean to everyone else he was crazy. Everyone's looking at him going, This guy's nuts. Because he chose faith even when everyone else thought he was an idiot. He chooses faith. He was able to save his family through his faith. Amen. Because he chose to hear God yeah. instead of everybody. Come on, that's good, brother. Yeah. Come on. Mm. That's good. Now let's move to Galatians chapter 5 and I'm almost done. 
This is verse 4 I was trying to get up while ago. It is talking about living in freedom. Living in freedom. Look at this. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. Fallen from grace. Come on. If you're being justified by the law, you're fallen from grace. Look at this. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by what? Love. Now let's look at this in the Passion Translation. If you want to be made holy by fulfilling the obligations of the law, you have cut off more than your flesh. You have to cut off more than your flesh. If you really want to do this, Jesus said, I say unto you, if you really want to do this, if you want to do this perfect, I'm going to tell you, if you look on a woman to lust after you, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Oh! Now, who can deal with that one? <laughs> Come on, y'all don't act so super holy right now. <laughs> Come on, brother. Jesus is saying, all right, you want to tell me about committing adultery? I'm going to tell you if you looked at her. You've done the deal. Now, who can deal with that one? So you have cut you cut off more than your flesh. You have cut yourselves off from the anointed one and have fallen away from the revelation of grace. Come on, that's good. Amen. Amen. So you can't be justified by the obligations of the law. That's right. Because we understand when Jesus said, if you look on a woman to lust after you've committed adultery in your heart, we understand, hey, it's it, it's tougher than we thought it was. Yeah. So the Pharisees, that's what they were talking about. Oh, we heard we committed adultery, yeah, but I'm telling you, it's even better than that. If you looked on it, you Come committed on. adultery. And more than Pharisees said, what Bible are you studying? <laughs> what Bible are you reading? What Jesus was saying is, boys, it's tougher than you can do. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to tell you, you need a Savior. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus is our Yes, hallelujah. Woo! He said, but the Holy Spirit convinces us that we have received by faith the glorious righteousness of the anointed one. So I don't have to be justified by the obligations of the law anymore. I'm justified by his righteousness.
of the last generation, two or three generations, thought this is the thought they had. If we preach on sin, we'll get more righteousness. Didn't work for them. Because what, what the Bible says, the strength of sin is the law. So every time you preach against sin, you are creating rebellion. Oh, I know, I know it's getting quiet in here. I need to shut up. But I think I'll fly through me. So we have bought into a lie that if we preach about sin, we'll get God. No, if you preach about Jesus, you'll get God. Stop concentrating on sin because when you do that, you're giving strength to sin. Yes, you are. Because it's creating rebellion. But when you begin to preach Christ, when you get him big and boisterous and mighty and powerful, then the anointing of the Holy Ghost begins to do away with your sin. And he gets bigger and the problem gets smaller. Make sense? This is what faith goes. Faith. Last verse. When you're placed in the anointed one, into the anointed one, and joined to him, circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you. Nothing. All that matters now is I'm living in the faith that is activated and brought to perfection by And that's not this rotten, nasty, crazy, orthodox love. That is the agape love. The unchanging love. The love that 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says, without faith or without love, I've become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal, even though I can speak with the tongues of angels. And men. But I don't have love. It profiteth me absolutely positively nothing. He goes on down and says, I can give my body to be burned. I can have faith that I'll move mountains. But if it's not operated in love, it is absolutely profiting nothing. I can have the gift of prophecy said, understand all mysteries. If, and, move, and understand everything and be able to speak with the best of them and have not love. There's nothing. That's right. So guess what? We're brought to perfection by love. By love. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about that a little more next time. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. You mark your Bible right there. We're going to leave it for tonight. But, but I... I, I I tell you, when you understand that a place of faith operates only in love, every one of the gifts operate by one thing, and that's love. What did the Bible say when Jesus, when they asked what was the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Loving with your mind, your will, and emotions. Loving with everything that's in you, with all your strength. Come on, brother. 
And he said, the second one's like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, amen. And all these two commandments hinge Come on. the whole Bible. Yes, that's right, brother. If you take out the love for God and the love for your neighbor, you might as well throw the book away. Because yeah. <laughs> it ain't working for you. That's right, brother. Come on. And we got churches that wouldn't do a thing for God and wouldn't do anything for their neighbor. And they still have a church and preaching. I don't know what. That's right, brother. Because without it, you don't have a gospel. That's right. Without it, you don't have a savior. Without it, you don't have a mighty God that moves mountains and does great yes. miracles and does wonderful things. It's all about love, church. Amen. Joe Hemphill wrote a song years ago. Jesus built this church on love. And that's how it's got to be. And that's how it's got to stay. You can build it on any other thing you want to and it'll fall. But when you build it on love, it'll work for you. Everybody's saying, Lord, we thank you for your presence upon us tonight. Yes, Lord. We thank you, God, for your word. Lord, help us. Yes, Father. Lord, as we enter and change this culture, yes, God, Lord Jesus. that you've given us to change. Yes, Father.